What is up, Jabroniacs? Welcome to the Comedians of Wrestling Podcast, the podcast where comedians dissect wrestling to an unhealthy degree. You can tell I'm not back in studio, but I am still doing an episode. But we will be fully back. This is my announcement. Next week, uh, our episodes come out on Monday. They'll drop Monday morning. Uh, next week, what? Let's let's get the date. I'll give you the exact day. So we let's be professional for once. <clears throat> The 27th, we'll be back. It'll be me and at least Nasty Newman. We'll be fully back. Uh, sound quality up. Back with Phil producing the episodes. So thank you. Well, we took a little mini, mini vacation. Uh, it was kind of untimely. Uh, 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 we, we didn't plan this out. Just kind of everyone had... A couple of us happen to have vacations. I went to New York for a bit. And so we appreciate you guys. You know, we do this podcast. It's grassroots. We do it ourselves. Uh, we're supported by you guys on Patreon. Patreon.com slash means wrestling. And uh, so thank you guys for being uh, really supportive of us taking this time off. I'm going to get better in the future about announcing when we're going to take breaks and try to schedule um, uh, breaks for ourselves. But the good news is we'll be back in a big, big way. And I have... Um, two announcements. One I'm gonna only do this week, and one I'm gonna. Well, the other announcement I'm gonna save for next week when I have Newman. One will be regarding uh, a, a cool change to our bonus episodes. That I think you guys will like. We'll announce that next week with Newman. And then the second announcement is that uh, you got go. Oh, you guys, the pod is, hasn't been here. Oh, blah blah blah. But I've been hard at work. Okay, behind the scenes, and I want to tell you right now is that we will a hundred percent have a live show Survivor Series weekend in New York City. I don't have any details about where, anything, but that is November 20th weekend. Um, we're eyeing up looking at Saturday, November 20th for our show. Um, but I'll be in New York City. So if you're looking to go to Survivor Series, we will have a show. Um, more details coming, but I'm giving you that heads up. And um, uh, yeah, so that should be, that should be huge. And uh, you know... Cow title, I'm not saying there's a match or anything, but I'm saying, you know, the cow title's always in play, you right? You know what I mean? I'm the champion of this podcast, and, uh, you know, I'm always, uh, you guys see, I fight fair. The match is up right now on our YouTube right now. Our match from Vegas, from uh, the DZ and Friends SummerSlam-tacular is uh, the, the live show we did, a match with me versus the champion Jason Shabiro versus Nick Tulo in Vegas. That match is on Comedians Wrestling Podcast YouTube page. Go over there, subscribe. You can watch the full match. The feedback from all you guys has been awesome. Phil Pasapani did an amazing edit of it. The, uh, the smooth operator and uh, yeah so anyway thank you guys so anyway we're on break here and I'm still throwing you episodes right because what a generous awesome guy I am right uh, but man the wrestling world is so fucking hype right now I mean I mean first off I'm in New York right now this rampage this uh, dynamite whatever what are they calling it the Grand Slam dynamite rampages they're on Wednesday in Arthur Ashe it's AEW's first jump into the New York market and these tickets, I want to go so bad. And a bunch of you reached out to say you're going. And you're like, let me know if you're there. Here's the thing. I want to go. These tickets are like $400. Um, they're looking like to sit anywhere pretty decent. Uh, these tickets are very expensive. I also might be flying back to L.A. that day. I'm trying to figure it out. But I might be in the building. I might not. Either way, uh, very exciting energy in New York. Uh, I was walking the streets of New York. And they had... Um, uh, like chalk outlines on the ground of of uh, promoting, you know, AW 
Grand Slam and Arthur Ashe and uh, I, I was in the subway and they had Rampage banners up and it's very cool because I guess in you know in LA I don't really see advertisings and I don't really watch you know I, 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 wrestling is pretty much the only TV I watch that's live to see commercials so there's not as much the commercials I see for Rampage and stuff are, would be during Rampage you know uh, but it's amazing to see the uh, the strength of AEW uh, in, in, in New York City I loved it it was very, it's very cool. But man, wrestling is so, so fucking dope right now. Let's just get into a bunch of stuff. Also, you know what I'm going to do? Because I didn't put out a bonus episode last week just because I got so caught up here. And you can see this mic is just, it's not as good. I'm always hesitant to put it out. Phil's going to give me so much shit for the audio quality here. I'm also going to answer a couple of your questions here uh, on this episode. But before I do, I'm just going to go through a bunch of things. First thing is first, I watched... Let's just talk about the state of pro wrestling right now. So, the, what I would say is this: is that there's a, AEW is in the money zone right now, right? The, the, all the excitement in wrestling right now is mostly AEW based. People are pretty pumped for Brock being back, and they're pretty pumped for Biggie. I'm not feeling that much Becky excitement. I, I, someone's gonna argue against me or whatever, but I feel like Becky. The, the caliber of star that Becky is and how people are talking about her feels a little off. But I, my point is, is that AEW has all the attention right now. But So this Friday night, well, actually, I watched every wrestling show this week live uh, in my parents' house, which was pretty interesting uh, and fun because I don't typically watch wrestling with commercials and all. I, I tend to, if I'm out doing like shows or whatever my schedule is, it ends up being difficult for me to watch live. I have it taped. It's easier to skip commercials, you know, but I watched like Friday night. I watched SmackDown right into Rampage, right into Big Daddy, which was on TNT, which is always a bonus of watching stuff on TNT is that you're always going to flow right into uh, either a Fast and the Furious or maybe, a, you know, a Sandler movie. Which I'll appreciate. But I watched SmackDown run into Rampage, and it just reminds you of this simple fact. And this is a punk CM, this is a point CM Punk made, which is like we, like, we don't have to have these like allegiances to companies. I get why people have problems with WWE. I mean, literally, they're going back to Saudi Arabia, uh, it's announced, you know? So I get all the problems with WWE and the problems with Vince. And there's enough documented shit where you can just go like, WWE, man. But that being said, if we just look at the talent, you know what I mean? There's still, don't forget about all the great talent going on in WWE as well, which we'll talk about some of it uh, here today. And look, uh, uh, while it's very fun, I think like people give people a lot of shit because they go like, oh, well, we can be like, oh, as fans, we get into that zone of like, uh, we have the company allegiance, but it's like, hey, look, as fans, we can watch whatever. We're just fans of wrestling, so we just get more wrestling. But also, that's kind of igno- that's like that's ignoring the fun of having a company allegiance. It's the same as like people are like that's my team or whatever. Liking a, it's very fun to be like fuck WWE and fuck AEW. It's part of wrestling, and no one really talks about that. Everyone's just kind of like, hey, you know, everyone's kind of makes it this big. Um, it's either like this big like political thing of just being like, well, AEW treats their wrestlers better, like it's a more of a moral thing, and WWE storylines are like for kids and blah blah blah, and, and and but really, ultimately, it's wrestling to choose a company, right? 
You know, I remember still being a kid and being like, I'm not a WCW guy. I don't, I'm WWF. And that was a, a point of pride for me. It was kind of fun. So that's just kind of normal. So we shouldn't give people shit for that. But that being said, there's some talk happening about WWE that's just straight up inaccurate. Being like, oh, it, it sucks and like it all sucks and blah, blah, blah. There's still some good shit going on on WWE right now. And there's still some great, great, great talents there doing, putting on some great matches. And the production value of WWE, it's like, hey, when you're watching some of this AEW stuff, it's still not totally there. So there's, you know, from a production standpoint, there's cool shit happening in, in WWE. And also, let's not leave those talents high and dry. Like, Finn's getting a big moment right now. And if you're like a Finn guy, he was just barely, you know, he was laying in NXT for a while. It's like, now's the time to support Finn, buy his merch or whatever, you know? So, I don't know. Um, I guess I'm just kind of like going back to that CM Punk. We all win, but also appreciating if you're like I'm that like you you're I'm an AEW guy. It's the same thing. Like AEW is one of my guys. You know what I mean? So it's really fucking fun. All the fun is pretty much all the best shits going on in AEW now. Just as a curveball, and to prove th- prove this point, I'm going to start in WWE for a second. Okay, and talk about what I thought something that stood out to me this week as absolutely stellar. Okay, okay, back. I know how to cut that out, but maybe I won't just to be funny because we're like, this is like the off episodes, you know. But okay, in WB, Seth Rollins cut a promo on SmackDown that was absolutely great. Okay. And I bring this up because I want to compare this to Adam Cole's promo, baby, which I argued with Tulo about uh, on our text chain. Um, and I'll get him back in studio. I'll make sure to bring this up to him again. But Seth Rollins, okay, he's feuding with Edge. First off, he comes out in an outfit. He's wearing, like, I think there was, like, a, the Pepsi guy from, like, the, like, the, like, maybe early 90s, like, Pepsi Eds. Or maybe you know, like '80s, he wore like a kind of a shiny t- uh, suit with like a shiny tie. Well, like Seth Rollins is basically wearing like that, like tin foil kind of like. It's not like tin foil exactly. It's more just like shiny, like unicorn kind of like material, like a little like shiny space material, um, and uh, and 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 with a matching tie and like silver shiny shoes. He was completely just like, uh, 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 like like disco ball kind of. Um, uh, energy. It was very, very funny. Very wrestling. I love it. So over the top. The drip has just gotten out of control. It's not even drip. It's it's like goof drip. And he cuts a promo on uh, on Edge. And in in this promo, I'm not even saying I remember exactly all the words he said. But the thing about Seth is that he has such a control as a performer. I mean, he... First off, it's a really long promo. It's very well performed. It's very his timing is 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 a uh, 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 very um, he's very controlled. Like he's he, he he's very calm. And then when he needs to flip out, he flips out at the exact moments. And he's screaming only when he needs to be screaming. He's not screaming the entire time. 
and he looks right into the lens perfectly. And uh, there's a polish to this Seth Rollins promo, and there's a professionalism to him. You never see in his eyes that he's off track. Like he looks like he's a guy who's totally, 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 totally in control of his performance. He's making like really coherent points about about Edge and why he did what he did to him and how uh, you know. I don't, I don't even remember the exact words of the promo. It's kind of irrelevant. But it's a substantial promo that says, here's my beef with Edge, and here's how I intend to go forward. And it's not just about setting up the match. It's more you feel like it's his personal vendetta with the character. I thought Seth Rollins is just somehow underrated right now, which is crazy. He is one of the best pro wrestlers right now. Like, it's like still and I it made me think we Seth has got to get his big big Seth Roman we need that out of mania like Seth needs to be truly a main event he's never main evented other than the the the, the, the heist and he's due to main event Wrestlemania he is that level of, of, of talent I'm a huge fan now let's juxtapose that with the Adam Cole promo which I watched back so Adam Cole had his debut in AEW and look dude it's exciting I mean I'd say this about his, uh, Tulo and I was arguing about the music, Tulo was like, his new song's better, I was like, that, I don't know if he said it's better than the, than the Undisputed Era song, but he was saying that it was, like, this song ruled, and his new song is fine to me, I like it, but it's something about, I don't have it down yet, the timing, like, the boom, and when do you go Adam Cole, baby, I don't have all that down yet, the way you had with the old song, and also, like, the mix of it, it's not loud enough or it's not prominent. It's not, like, um, it's a little backgroundy. Like, when they play it where he entered, it was, like, it doesn't feel like it's either mixed right or that it's just, it has a little bit of background noise. It's blending in with the crowd. And so I didn't think his entrance there was that effective. Now, look, I know Adam Cole is not one of my guys. We've said that. But I'm a fan of Adam Cole. He's very talented. He's very good. Um he wrestled a match against, uh, who did he wrestle? Frankie Kazarian. And uh, the match was very good, very fun. He cuts a promo after, and his promo was so, it's always my complaint about Adam Cole. It's why I have struggled with Adam Cole. And I would love for someone to argue. In the Discord, somebody, let's let's have a convo about this, about Adam Cole. It's like, I watched his promo twice. It's not good. It's not a good promo. Tulu was like, that promo was sick. Adam Cole sounds like a guy cutting a good promo. But when you look at what he said, and I should bring up the transcript of this Rollins promo just to compare them. You look what he said, it's just like, hey, everyone thinks they're on the same level as the elite. They're not. Since I got here, I have beef with Luchasaurus, uh, Jungle Boy, and... Who's the other one? Who's the other one? No, someone else. Marco Stone? I don't know. These guys have pissed me off. So next week, I'm setting up a match. It's the, the super clicks back. It's me and the Young Bucks versus them. And then and and then that was really it. And, like, this is his big first mic moment in wrestling, in, in, in AEW. In, I guess he, he had a couple ones. But this is, like, to me, he just won a match. It's like, where are you going with this? And I think he's just – it's a lack of character. His character is – I'm established in wrestling, and you, you right? Like I'm, a, I'm a wrestling guy. I wrestle, and frankly, when he's not, he needs to do more for me. Now he'll get over. People will like him, but compare him to his girlfriend. 
Let's just do it. Britt Baker. Britt Baker's whole thing is she has a very clear gimmick to me. And also it's done in, in kind of a, a nuance that I really dig. Where So she's a dentist, right? But she's not coming out with uh, uh, – she's not wearing like a lab coat. and uh, She actually does, right? <laughs> she does, but it's like done in a way where it's like wrestling gear. But she's not coming out like – you know, like uh, 80s style like, or like early 90s, like Doink the Clown kind of a dentist or like Isaac Yankum rather, right? She's not called Isaac Yankum. But the thing is, it's like she's kind of like, if I had to describe what Britt Baker was, I think about her character, why she works, I would say she's a little bit of like, um, of like, there's a bit of like privilege to her. Oh, my dad just showed up. Recording the podcast, Richie. You could, you could hear me talk, but, <laughs> and you could comment if you want to. And so I would say she's a little bit of like privilege, right? Um, and, and, and that sounds like like deep, but or, or maybe like overly uh, political or whatever. But ultimately, I think what that is is she is uh, so proud of being like a, a, a like a dentist. She has this like beautiful white collar uh, uh, career, and then she's also kind of just like a, a jerk. Like she's a pompous jerk who like applauds her accolades like she's like I'm just like so uh, uh, hard working but then she also you know she has like the Starbucks thing where she like talks down to Tony Schiavone right and she has like kind of that like like almost that like young professional like sorority girl thing going on where you're like yeah you worked hard but like also you're a jerk and this feels a little bit like it was handed to you you know what I mean I don't even know if that's exactly true. But on top of that, she's actually a dentist, which is such a funny profession for that, even though it's true, for that gimmick. And it's real. And then she kind of peppers that in. Like, her offense comes to that. But she, like, wears the gloves. And I'm better than you because of because because of these uh, 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 character traits that I have. Like, that she's, um, uh, you know, that, like that, 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 that she is does so much she's so so much so much so much better and then i love how you blend the work shoot of that the fact that it's also true so it's like with adam cole it's a little bit like he's going the he's a smaller guy going the traditional wrestling route like i can beat bigger guys and i just wrestle them but then there's no there's nothing really specific about him he's not like particularly funny he's good looking but he's not like incredible looking either um he's not like really athletic like sean even though they call him the sean so i just like i know i like adam cole baby i love baby and he's like the panama city bad boy whatever but i don't know how that plays in at all i think that he has a lot of work to do in my mind to be to reach out to a what I would call like the Wadowski test, right? Like to look at to, to an audience who's just my dad. If my dad turned on the TV, would he be like that? I, I think the first thing you point out, I'd be like, oh, this guy, he, he's all right. Oh, he says baby. And he'd be like, he's, he seems a lot smaller than the other guys. I just think he needs a little more. Whereas you have someone like a Darby Allen, I don't even think about the size of Darby Allen. Because Darby Allen is doing such incredible, specific work. He has such a character that you understand. He literally has that backstory about his uncle dying. And, and he has such an authenticity of being like, oh, he's a skater. He's a daredevil. Like, you're kind of scared of what he might do. And um, the way he uses his body acknowledges that his size is... is, is, is uh, 
is 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 against him, but he uses all the weight of his body. Um, and also, you're just kind of like, I don't know where this guy would go. He's a little emo. I don't know what the fuck. Like this guy's he's probably scary. So uh, you don't even think about it with that size. But it's okay. Adam Cole is going the traditional route. He's smaller, and also he doesn't have a very clear character for me. And I guess that's just where how I differ from a bunch of uh, people. I think he's still really great. He's still really good, and he's gonna be a big star in AEW. But I just thought that was not. I thought that was a pretty lackluster first performance by him. I'm curious what you guys would think. That being said, still, who can fight with like all of that being said, and all of my criticisms aside, who can argue against the fact that CM Punk's music hits? He comes out. Adam Cole's music hits. He comes out. We get to see an Adam Cole match, and he's talking about bringing back the Super Click. Ultimately, the mark in me is like, this is fucking amazing. I love it. You know what I mean? I'm just being honest where I go, hmm, that promo really wasn't that good. And that's how I always feel about Adam Cole, baby. His promos are not that good because I can't really grasp onto his character. Plus, the video gaming. <laughs> or anyway, all of this being said, holy shit. Whoop, my mic fell. Do I love well, uh, the fact that we are getting Daniel Bryan versus Kenny Omega in New York. I mean, shit, I guess I got to go to the show. I mean, that, let's talk about great work this week. Don Callis comes out. I mean, holy shit, that guy is amazing. I love Don Callis. He's one of my guys. He's got the pink Machine Gun Kelly suit on. He looks amazing. I liked Kenny wearing the white shirt uh, to, like, shit on Daniel Bryan, although he didn't explicitly say it. Though, I, you know, I wish Kenny had, like, a little bit more of a standardized, like, champion look. He wore, like, kind of just weird jeans this week or whatever. Um, and I did feel like Kenny Omega's character would say no to this match. It kind of made no sense why he said yes. And that's kind of a weird thing. He's kind of a chicken shit heel, but he just agreed to this match for kind of no reason. So I think that's a little bit of what Kenny's all over the place. But all that being said, we get to watch Daniel Bryan versus Kenny Omega, and I'm not going to complain for any more seconds about that. Literally on a dynamite. It's literally on a Wednesday on a TNT to a match you never, ever thought you would see on a, in a major wrestling promotion. That is absolutely fucking nuts and crazy. And I... I man... There's nothing else to say except for the fact that what do you do with that? I mean, you've got to schmoz that up, right? I mean, I don't think Kenny's done with his title run. And you have Daniel Bryan lose his first match in AEW? Maybe. He's still Daniel Bryan, right? He's going to be fine. Maybe just have him lose clean to Kenny. Maybe that, that would be pretty fucking cool. But I don't really know. I'm not even going to speculate what happens there. Very fun. Very exciting. Uh, yeah. Jeez. I want to give a special shout-out to another wrestler who I think is doing amazing work, who I've kind of overlooked the past couple weeks, but I shouldn't have, which is Miro, uh, God's favorite champion, the Redeemer. Uh, Miro looks like, what, a bajillion bucks, a million bucks? He looks incredible. And his music, this is an example, and I'll talk about Malachi right after. This is an example of a guy who... Now they're doing him right. 
Like, this is exactly the beast that he should be. You're like, God's favorite champion, the redeemer. And it comes out, and then the horns go. And you're like, oh, he's just kind of like an old school gladiator. Who everyone, he beats the shit out of people. And he beats the shit out of Flaker de Sol. And he takes his car. And then we get a Sammy Guevara feud with Miro. That's awesome. Uh, I really love the zone Miro's in. I think he seems really comfortable. Miro is a guy who I said from the start in AEW is a, is a wrestler who would be perfectly primed to be in this company. Now let's move on to Malachi Black, who somehow, I think, I like his entrance more in AEW than WWE, which is crazy, because I loved it. I loved Raising from the Coffin. I love the music. I love the new music. I look forward to it. I love that he appears on the turnbuckle now. His, 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 his uh, skeleton elk mask, you know, obviously I like that. That shit looks you know, like a million bucks. Uh... And I love all the choices he's making. First of all, all the fakes or snakes was cool. And then now he's like, oh, the House of Black. I kind of dig that. And I like him being, oh, stand up. If you're, you know, all the members of House Black stand up. Like, almost like, oh, you're, are you in the crowd? Are you in the secret cult of me? I think that's cool. It was a little Harry Potter for me this week. I think because he kept, like, the hood on. It had, like, kind of a pointy hood. But I think he just, hopefully he watches the footage back and just takes the hood off fully after he takes the elk mask off uh and then i hated this segment because it was like the rosario dawson but like whatever so you know you gotta do it pop the ratings he was just like it didn't it doesn't feel like alistair black gives a fuck about rosario dawson like i don't know if anyone believes that like alistair black say oh i hate rosario Dawson. how dare rosario dawson wear the cody if you talk that's a guy who feels like i don't even know who that is you know that being said i get it you're working in a celebrity cody came down in the red suit the white shirt cody returns Happy to see Cody back. Cody, Malachi, Cody in the black, uh, in the red suit, Malachi in the black suit, beating the shit out of each other up the stairs. Two guys in suit, different color suits, beating the shit out of each other. It looked so fucking cool. I loved it. Absolutely uh, loved that. All right, now I'm going to jump back over to WB. Let's talk about Finn Balor. The demon is back, okay? Now, <laughs> the demon being back, is that a good thing? Is that a bad thing? It's kind of like this mix because it's like the demon's pretty exciting. The face paint is pretty exciting. We all like it, you know. We all like the look of it. We liked it when it was NXT. But then we saw when he starts going, they did make him cut a promo where he explains the lore of the demon. And when it comes to the lore of the demon is when Finn does not pull that shit off very well. And he has this big match in Extreme Rules. And by the way, we will have a Thunderdome for Extreme Rules. Sunday, uh, Kazum Thunderdome, which I should mention. I'll post a link in the Patreon. We'll have a return to the Thunderdome then. Um, and uh, meaning we watch this pay-per-view together over Zoom. The Kazum Thunderdome. Oh, okay. So Finn. But he gave him totally different lore for the demon. I thought I actually didn't hate it. Where he was kind of like playing the card that he has like this like blue collar background and his family came up like it was really hard and and they had to like you know fight for everything they had and they all like i don't know if he said they were coal like coal miners but felt like kind of the vibe and it was like and then uh uh and he was like i i don't summon the demon the demon summons me and I was like, oh, I get it. It's like when it gets too, he gets too in the weeds, the demon comes out. Okay, that being said, then they cut to a graphic of like, they did like an overlay skin graphic of like the his face turning into the demon. And that looked really stupid. It, had, it looked like 
kind of felt like one of those like videos you see when you're waiting in line at Disney or something and like on a ride that's like already 15 years old and it didn't really look that good and it was also like didn't make Finn look that cool I still think with the demon it's just like just call it face paint don't call it the demon uh, just sometimes he comes out in that paint because now you're hitting into extreme rules where it's like how do you schmoz up that match to begin with? Is the demon going to lose? Because there's going to be no DQ. Or maybe, I, I guess, right? Extreme Rules, they have regular matches also. So who knows? D, I think actually, I'm remembering Extreme Rules means that like there could just be a one Extreme Rules match. So who even really under, knows? No one. But uh, is like maybe Brock shows up to promote uh, that they're going to wrestle a crown jewel, you know? And so then that's how they do it because the demon's undefeated, so you kind of have to protect the demon, right? Does the demon lose? Or maybe we should have the demon lose? I'm not exactly sure uh, where they go here. And my main thought is if they turn this into a triple threat in, uh, are they going to Saudi Arabia? Uh, that would be cool for Finn. That could be cool. Um, not sure I'm going to be watching the Saudi Arabia show, to be honest. I haven't really watched the past couple because it's just like, eh, they're just kind of a little bit. We've talked about that at length. I don't know. You know? Anyway, um, let's get, I'm going to get to your questions now before I get into my next thing. Um, okay. Here we go. What's the end game for the Omega? This is uh, Philip Hollingsworth. What's the end game of the Omega Danielson match? Is there an actual feud here? Is it a quick one-off? I don't. Let's just let's let's think about this. I actually don't. I just said it, but I I don't. I mean, I think it's too big of a feud to stop. You know, but it's also too big of a show to have like to schmaz up the finish without like maybe another debut. I'm not sure. You know. I'm sure they're going to have to think of some plan, but I think there's a chance that Brian Danielson eats a pin to Omega and builds his character because I think Daniel Bryan's okay to lose, you know? I know it's his debut, but it's not, like, you know what I mean? It's not really, you know? And, um, you know, like, Jericho lost to Omega in their first match, so I, I, I might book and have Kenny, like, cheat a shit ton, but I might, I probably have Kenny beat Brian Danielson clean, and then you kind of, like, not clean, you know, he'll cheat to win, obviously, you'll hit him with the title or something, but you have him pin him, one, two, three, and then I think you can keep this going as uh, Daniel Bryan, Kenny is, like, a, a match, like, hey, you shafted me the first time, and then Daniel Bryan's constantly chasing it while he's building up his record again, because it's like, you're 0-1. He talks to Tony Khan. This is the records are cool. It's like, then, hey, man, I look, I know you're a big star, but like, here we go by the record, so I'm sorry. You're 0-1. You gotta go wrestle, uh, uh, <laughs> you gotta go wrestle, uh, TH2. Sorry, dude. You know? That could be cool. So I think that it's not a one-off, but I do think Omega goes over. That's what I would do. Might be a little. This is a big money Silva, John Silva. Might be a little early to be asking this question, but who do you think should take the belt off Britt Baker? All right, so let's talk about this. So Ruby Riot had her, her best promo of her career on Rampage. Uh, she had a great dig on uh, Britt Baker, which was like, oh, you know, you talk about how you're so great and different, but you're just another chick banging a guy in the back or whatever. That was pretty funny. Let's be honest, it's funny. I mean, is it a little misogynistic, blah, blah, blah? Yes, it's not, like, perfect, but it was effective, and it did pop the crowd, and it's better than just saying bitch for no reason. 
uh, which, you know, they easily could have done. So I like the specificity of it, and um, it feels good. Britt Baker feels like, you know, someone who can handle that. So I, I don't know. I, I, it worked, you know. Do I like it? Would I write it? I don't know. But it did work. Josh Huff says, who is the better top knot, Daniel Bryan or Brock Lesnar? <laughs> Brock. Because it's so much more surprising on Brock. You never would expect that from Brock. I love it. It looks awesome. We never see Brock with a different look. So it's just really, really exciting. Uh, I, I, I loved it. All right. Stu's Wood says, if you get the chance to be the mouthpiece manager for any wrestler in the company, who do you think you can get... Who do you think you can help get over or get heat with the most? And what direction would you take their character? Yo, I don't know if this is like the best choice. But I would love to play up the Luke Perry thing with with Jungle Boy. Like I would love to be an actual, like a Hollywood style manager of Jungle Boy. Being like, listen, you're missing out on all the potential of milking your dad's name. You know, like Luke, I want you coming in on a motorcycle. We maybe wouldn't call you Dylan. You know, and I, and, I, and I want him to get misguided by me like that. And it's not working. And everyone thinks it's uncomfortable. And then he eventually goes back to being Jungle Boy. And everyone everyone loves it, you know. Um, I think that that would get a lot. Of, I can get, like, a lot of heel heat as his, his misguided, like, manager taking 10%. You know, I think that could be very fucking funny. Uh, uh, so that's the first thing that popped into my head. And, um, okay. AJ Pittner says, do you think WWE would be better served by eliminating some of their pay-per-views or making them brand-specific so that the storytelling can be a little more long-form and not so pay-per-view-to-pay-per-view. Anything WWE can do to switch up their old model would be fun. I mean, the the exciting thing about AEW is, like, they keep making these shows that are just on their regular programming, and I think they might have fell into that a little bit because of COVID. You know, it was on Dynamite. And so some of their pay-per-views were... But, but their pay-per-views are few and far between, so when they happen, they're big deals. They feel like cool. Like, I went to Skyler's house for the last one, and it felt really fun to go to... Like, when you see an AEW pay-per-view, they feel like huge, huge, huge deals. WB pay-per-views don't feel like big deals anymore. So they should definitely switch stuff up. Um, and have and definitely have less. And they can make their Raws and SmackDowns more exciting, which is exactly what AEW is doing. Like, AEW is literally calling them, like, this is the Dynamite this week. is the Grand Slam Dynamite. That's pretty fun. Uh, and then it's, like, it's pretty, at this point, to, like, at, in the age where we expect content to be kind of free, and that doesn't mean free because we have subscription services and whatnot, like WWE has, we're, but we don't have the expectations to pay, like, $50 to watch something. Um and so when we do that, those need to feel special, like big events, like All Out does. And so I think WWE is desperately in need of a switch of their model, 100%. Um, which would mean doing less pay-per-views and making their sh- normal shows feel more important. John Rodriguez says, we all talk about who will take the title off of Kenny, but realistically, who will take the title off Miro? Dude, he's unstoppable. Could it be a face Kip Sabian returning for revenge? That's a great call, Kip Sabian, and I just talked about how great Miro is doing. And um, uh, my main is like, do we want Lana with him? It's like, because it's his shoot wife. I think you can. it's always good. Like Anything shoot like that is always good. So I'm down for CJ to be like with Miro. I think it'd be good. I wouldn't have her do the accent, but I would have her be like CJ. I think that could be really cool. But uh, who takes this off of Miro? You know, it's really hard to know because this TNT title is so like, we don't really, I don't, the, 
the do you like it's hard to know if a wrestler is kind of at I, I don't know the mid card level or it's like the IC title is so much clearer than what the TNT title is but I think the TNT title and I know there was some talk about this I think like Tony Khan was saying that it's like it's not a mid card title but obviously it has to be less than the champ, heavyweight championship you know so is it like, I always think it's weird when like AJ Styles goes on a title run with the heavyweight title and then all of a sudden he's the IC champion and you're like wait what does he want that title and they do a lot in WWE like Miro obviously will get the bump up to heavyweight it's something they do in New Japan I like when it's like I'm going to be a heavyweight now I always think that's very cool I've watched Japanese wrestlers announce they're switching divisions I always think that's a very cool thing in in Japanese wrestling that I think AEW could bring to the table so let's think of it as wrestlers who are on that like TNT level and I would say who would take it off of him I mean like Sammy Guevara is going to wrestle him next and that's really cool I don't think he should take it off of him but, like, a next TNT, who would I want to be the TNT champion next? I think Miro should hold it for a long time, you know? So I don't want this to happen anytime soon. But, hmm, give me a second. I'm gonna, I'm gonna choo- I want to choose wisely here. Ooh, man. Hmm. Do you think this is kind of a weird choice? But do you think Adam Cole would be a cool choice to be for that TNT Championship? Because um, ultimately he can't get near the heavyweight picture for a long time. So maybe you put I I think Adam Cole's a cool guy to be the TNT champion because then the elite can kind of have now they have a guy who's at that level like does the elite have a wrestler who's at they don't really have a wrestler that's because you have they had Cowboy they don't have him and they don't have Cody anymore that'll be the wrestler who's at like the TNT level so why not Adam Cole if, and Miro Adam Cole feud would be really fucking cool I think um, I guess they're heel heel so that makes it really difficult but. If you have Cole, who gets a lot of baby heat, I don't know. I just think Adam Cole would be a very interesting person. I know some of you guys are going to say, oh, he's too big. to He's more of a heavyweight guy. He will get the heavyweight championship at some point. Um, yeah. Well, how do you guys feel? <laughs> no, nah, I can't be CM Punk, right? Maybe like a Malachi? Honestly... Like a Jungle Boy or an Adam Cole is what I would say. But these guys are small. Being Miro, Miro's got to lose that in a triple threat. We don't really see that many triple threats at AEW, do we? CM Punk going to wrestle Hobbs. Love it. I just love CM Punk jumping into the crowd. It's really, really, really fun. So, yeah, I'm going to say Adam Cole for that, baby. That's, that's going to be my choice, which will get some heat for any of you who think he should be a heavyweight level um anyway i'm looking at this card for aw holy shit i mean this is these matches are insane you get Britt baker ruby soho daniel bryan kenny omega uh um moxley and eddie kingston versus oh my god so that's gonna be Noro suzuki and uh lance archer i thought that tanahashi was gonna be showing up 
Wow, this is an MJF's wrestling Brian Pillman Jr. That segment I did not really like. Um, I love MJF. And this match, I loved uh, Darby Allen, Sean Spears. That, that match was sick. Uh, Sean Spears, he, he, Darby Allen did a uh, tope suicida, which is um, onto the. Sean Spears was on the stairs. He knocked him off the stairs. That was fucking sick. Loved it. Um, and I know people are sick of the suicide dives, but that one was really good. And uh, Darby gets like fly through those ropes. He goes a million miles an hour. And uh, yeah. Cool. Anyway, um, Big E showed up SmackDown. That was really fun. Uh, I don't know where they're going to... I don't know. I guess we'll see on Monday where they're going to go with Big E as the champion or what feud he's going to have. But it's really exciting to see Big E as champion. I hope that gets to some of you guys watching again. You got like a Big E with Orton feud, something like that. That could be dope. Anyway... All right, that's all I'm going to do for this episode here, uh, giving you uh, some bonus content here. We'll be back fully next week in studio. Uh, the episodes will come out. The main episode comes out on Monday. Bonus episode. We'll have an announcement of the bonus episode on next week's episode. Bonus episode will come out on Friday morning for patrons over at patreon.com slash comedians of wrestling. And uh, the bonus episode this week, I'll have an episode coming out this week, either late Thursday or Friday. That will be a response to uh, Dynamite. Grand Slam, uh, uh, Daniel Bryan, Kenny Omega. We'll have an episode that'll come out after that, uh, and I'll try to get. I'm gonna try to get some guys to. Uh, I gotta figure out my travel schedule, but I'll try to get some of the, the gang in here. But we'll be back fully next week. Uh, make sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel, Comedians Wrestling Podcast YouTube channel. You get to watch the match, and also remember we will have a live show in November. I'll get more details soon, but New York City for Survivor Series, we will have a live show. Hey, everybody, keep watching wrestling. Kisses, cheers up. <laughs>